No, it is a loss, but I thought we played our ass off. I really do. You know, we played really good. We played hard. And as I was explaining to our guys like yesterday, like, you know, we didn't get into that slump that we was in in one game. You're just not going to get out of it. I think we're getting really close. We played really hard, man. You know, um, we had a lot of things go wrong at the end of the game, you know, uh, for us to lose this game. But I'm proud of our effort. You know, we just continue to scrap no matter what's going on. So I love that. Yeah, would I have loved to win this game? Of course. I felt like we played good enough to win the game. But we couldn't make the plays down the stretch that were necessary. But, no, nah, I'm, I'm, there's a lot that, I, that we take away from this game. Hey, Rip City. This is Justice Winslow, and it's time to open the briefcase with Casey Holdall. Greetings, Blizzard fans, and welcome to The Briefcase, episode 17 of The Briefcase, your podcast covering all things Portland Trailblazers and beyond, short digestible pieces. I am your host, Casey Holdall. We have reached the halfway point of the 2022-23 season, and with 41 games in the books, Trailblazers are as low in the standings as they've been this season after losing yet another game in the fourth quarter Thursday night at Moda Center. We'll once again consider those issues that the Blazers are having in the fourth quarter and get Damian Lillard's thoughts on the current state of the team on this edition of The Briefcase. Despite turning in their best performance in at least the last two weeks, the Portland Trailblazers saw their losing streak extended to five games with a 119-113 loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers Thursday night at Moda Center. Portland led for almost the entirety of the game, but were once again outplayed in the fourth quarter, which has replaced turnovers as the issue most pressing for the Trailblazers as of late. Case in point. The Trailblazers entered the fourth quarter of Thursday night's game with a 91-87 lead, a lead that they had held for the entirety of the game. Portland managed to hold off Cleveland until around the 440 mark of the fourth quarter, in which the Cavs took their first lead of the game at 105-104. Roughly two minutes later, the game was tied at 109-109. But here are the next possessions preceding the Trailblazers being tied at 109-109. Jeremy Grant misses a three-pointer. Josh Hart lost ball turnover. Jeremy Grant misses a three-pointer. Meanwhile, the Cavaliers scored on all four of their next possessions. Donovan Mitchell driving layup, Evan Mobley dunk, Donovan Mitchell steal turning into a fast break layup for Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell layup. So in the span of one and a half minutes in crunch time, aka clutch minutes as designated by the NBA, the Trailblazers were outscored 8 to nothing with Donovan Mitchell, their all-star point guard, doing much of the damage. And that basically ended up being what the game came down to. Portland for three and a half quarters, plays some of their best ball they've played as of late. Pick and roll is working great. Damian and Nurk had a great two-man game on Thursday night. Dame looked like vintage Damian Lillard. Everyone else was doing enough to put Portland in a good position to have a chance to win that game. They turned the ball over seven times in the first quarter, but didn't turn over a whole lot after that. So they had dealt with that issue that had been plaguing them for a while. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, they still don't have a solution for why they're unable to pull out those games, which is something that they were so good at doing earlier in the season. And you know that part of that is just luck. Close games, it has been proven time and time again, very often, particularly if it's one or two possession games, just comes down to which team gets a bit luckier, which team gets a few bounces. And while it does sometimes come down to mistakes, more often than not, it's just really a coin flip. But when you're losing games consistently in the fourth quarter, as the Blazers have recently, that's not a coin flip. That becomes a different issue other than just being unlucky. And while execution, or lack thereof, is surely part of the issue at this point, it also seems fairly apparent that this team are in their own heads when it comes to the games that are close in the fourth quarter. To be frank, they do not look like a team right now that seems confident in their ability to win games late, something that I asked Damian Lillard about, who had 50 points on 57% shooting in the loss after Thursday's game. Here's what he had to say. 
I think we I think we have the confidence to do it. But I think when you it's no different than early in the season when we just kept coming up on the right side of it at the end. It was like we played like we expected to come up big at the end. And I think right now, because we're coming up short at the end of games, it's almost like we're putting extra pressure on ourselves with everything that we do. You know, we have an open shot, we pass it up and try to drive, and then the ball gets deflected. Or, you know, we pushing it out in transition, we got numbers, and, you know, we make a last-second pass, and they deflect it, and they go off one of us out of bounds. It's just, you know, we I think we're, you know, we want to do the right thing, and we want to come out on the winning side of things when that time comes. So I think we're just putting pressure on ourselves and, you know, just pressing in those moments and it's, you know, going the opposite way. But, you know, I think it's just a matter of that more than anything. You know, it's like, all right, here we are again. We got to finish it this time. And it's, it's just added pressure. You know, that's what it feels and looks like to me. That's what it feels it looks like to me as well. But while Damien said he didn't think it was a confidence issue, the rest of his answer did seem to indicate that it is a confidence issue. And, you know, if a team is pressing, if a team is thinking about it, that is a lack of confidence. That is the result of not being confident in your ability to do something. In this case, their ability to play the way that they need to play late in games in order to secure a victory. Which, if you go back and look at Portland's schedule, they haven't won a close game since defeating the Knicks in overtime the day after Thanksgiving. So well over a month ago was the last time that the Blazers won a game that was close in the fourth quarter, or in that case, in overtime. Which, once again, I think speaks to the fact that they're in those situations quite a bit frequently, and they have yet to actually come out on top in any of those situations in well over a month. That, to me, speaks to something broader that's happening with this team. Maybe it's not a confidence issue. Maybe it is. But if it is a confidence issue, getting one victory in which they win because of their play late in the fourth quarter might be enough to solve it. And if that's not the case, Chauncey Billups might be forced to make some changes, be it in terms of scheme, personnel, or both when it comes to late game situations. Chauncey hasn't really done much tinkering around his late game lineups and play calls this season, which makes sense too. You don't typically change those things unless you feel like you absolutely have to, but it does feel like they're getting to a point where if they're going to continue to lose games late in the fourth quarter, it does beg the question of when will it get bad enough to where they have to make some kind of change? And what changes do they even have the option of? I think that's also another piece as well. It's easy enough to sit here and say, hey, they should make some changes late in the game, but what are those changes? When Nasir Little and Justice Winslow come back, you maybe have some options in terms of changing up some of the rotations. Obviously, Gary Payton too becoming a more regular feature of the lineup gives them an option there as well. But you could very well argue that there's not a whole lot of buttons for Chauncey Billups to push and that the team is just going to have to get through these things. And again, if it is a confidence issue, that's not necessarily something that needs to be addressed through gameplay or personnel. That's something that needs to be addressed in the locker room amongst the players. Moving on, let's go ahead and check in on the stats that we'll be tracking all season long here on The Briefcase. After 41 games, 24 on the road, and 17 at home, the Trailblazers sit in 10th in the Western Conference standings with a record of 19 wins and 22 losses. After spending almost the entirety of the first half of the season above 500, the Trailblazers now find themselves three games below that marker at the lowest they've been this season. The Trailblazers are nine games behind the Nuggets in first, but two games behind the Clippers in sixth, which is the cutoff to escape the play-in tournament, but also just a half game up on the Thunder and the Lakers for 13th, meaning the Portland season in the second half could go either way at this point. 
The Blazers are 14th in offensive rating at 113.2 points scored per 100 possessions, which is ever so slightly worse than the last time we checked in. Not by much, but just a little. And since we've been discussing Portland's issues in the fourth quarter, might as well point out that they rank 27th in offensive rating in the fourth quarter of the season at 106.6 points scored per 100 possessions, which is nearly seven points per 100 possessions worse than their overall ranking. And if you've watched Portland in the fourth quarter lately, that's probably, unfortunately, not a surprise for you. On the other side of the ball, Portland is currently 19th in defensive rating, which is two spots worse than last time we checked in, at 113.2 points allowed per 100 possessions, which is basically the exact same as it was to start the week. So while some of the other teams have improved, Portland has basically stayed the same on the defensive end over the last week. But unlike their offensive rating, their defensive rating is actually better in the fourth quarter, with Portland allowing just 109.8 points per 100 possessions in the final quarter, which actually ranks 12th. So once again, Portland's offense in the fourth quarter has not been good, but their defense has been good to great, which again, if they could just get back to the offense they were playing earlier in the season and that they've played earlier in the careers of some of these players, Portland would be in pretty good shape. But as it stands, Portland's net rating, the difference between their offensive rating and their defensive rating, is now at minus 0.1, which is 16th, which is two spots worse than the last time we checked, and their net rating in the fourth quarter is minus 3.2, which ranks 25th. Have to improve that fourth quarter performance, particularly on the offensive end. And for the gamblers out there, not only have the Trailblazers lost five straight games, but they've also failed to cover in all five of those games, including as a one-point underdog to the Cavaliers on Thursday night in a game that Portland would go on to lose by six. They've lost eight of their last ten and have failed to cover in eight of their last ten. So at this point, if it seems like the Trailblazers are going to lose, they're almost surely not going to cover as well. Some people tell you that good teams win, great teams cover. As of right now, Portland is doing neither. Overall, the Trailblazers are now 22-19 and 19 versus the spread. Portland has been a pretty good bet to start the season, but that seems to be changing as the year has gone on. And while it looked like they were sure to surpass their season over under of 39 wins rather quickly, they're now just on track to surpass that number, though they do have an easier schedule in the second half than they've had in the first half, which could help them get back to a point where it looks like they're going to pass that 40-win mark rather easily, to be determined still. They'll have to play better than they've played in the last couple weeks in order to pass that number, but I still feel confident they're going to get there. Finally, I don't think there's anyone who has a better understanding of the Trailblazers than Damian Lillard. He's a keen observer in general, but he also has a perspective from spending 10 plus seasons in Portland that few others have. He's also honest, sometimes to a fault, so I figured he was the right person to talk to in order to get a clear-eyed assessment of where this team is at at the halfway point of the season. I also asked Damian his thoughts about playing alongside Gary Payton too, and how he's integrating into the team, and what he thinks about his chances of making the All-Star game this season, which is going to be held in Utah, where Damian has some history as Weber State's most famous alumni. I know he'd like to be a part of it. I know it doesn't drive him like it used to, though. Here's what Damian Lillard had to say about where the team is at, Gary Payton too, and his all-star chances. So we're at the half point of the season. Team is hovering around 500 at this point. Just in general, how do you feel about the way you guys are playing right now, how you've played this season, and maybe what you hope you guys can do going forward? Uh, I think we started the season off strong. You know, just optimistic. We were fresh. Our bodies were fresh. Our minds were fresh. And the season takes its toll, you know. You get a little bit more fatigue. You, your mind is a little bit more worn on. You tra- We've done the most traveling out of everybody. Spend a lot of time on the road. Um, you have some tough losses. You know, the season can beat you down. Um, so I think right now we're just in that place where we gotta, we just got to keep fighting. You know, we, we've lost, I think, four in a row. Um, and we we just struggling. You know, I think we defending hard, but, you know, our offense is struggling. Two weeks ago it was flip flop. The offense was flowing and the defense was horrible. So... 
Um, this is the way it goes, man. Obviously, we wish we were in a better position. We win the last four instead of lose the last four, and we are 23 and 17, and everybody's talking about, you know, how good of a season it is. So, you know, where we are right now is I don't think we're in the greatest position, but we're right there in the mix with everybody else. You know, I think it's three teams, and then it's everybody else in the West. And we're a, you know, three or four game winning streak from being the team that's knocking at the door of those other three teams. You know what I'm saying? So we just got to stay with it, man. It's it's one of those things where we've hit that that adversity and that, that time where some teams are going to say, it, and they just going to roll with however the way it's going. And then you're going to have those teams that, you know, dig their way out of it and, you know, they find their stride and uh, get themselves the opportunity to, to play late and, um, to, to be playing well late, you know, and have this type of experience under our belt. So I think that's who we got to be. After the Orlando game, you were kind of talking about where the team was and kind of pe- what people thought about it. And you mentioned, you said, like, going that way, that can't happen or that's not going to happen for us. And you also mentioned, you said, it's our job to continue to push and continue to believe. I know that it does get frustrating for you at times. So, so how do you kind of balance that being kind of upset about the way things have gone from time to time while also knowing that we have to keep forging ahead and we can't really let that outside noise affect the way that we're approaching things? I think my biggest uh, strength in this type of situation is that I've experienced it many times before. And, you know, with that experience, you get confidence in, you know, navigating it. And um, we've navigated our way out of it on many occasions so I you know that that's what allows me to believe the way I do um and I also said I'm on the team and I also know that I know how to take myself to a place where I know how to pull I know how to pull things along you know what I mean and I really got I have a real belief in that um you know I feel like it's some things that we're trying to figure out as a unit right now that we haven't completely figured out you know that we need to figure out to be consistent. You know, we have it sometimes, sometimes we don't. Um, and we've seen what it looked like when we have it, when we have it figured out, and when it's connected. Um, we just gotta, we just gotta sustain it. And once we do that, I think we'll. That's when we'll start to see the results that we want to see. And because of all of those things, it's why I feel like you know, we'll we'll come out of it, and you know, we'll look back on it, and we'll be better because of it. You know what I'm saying? You've been getting some attention this year for for your defense, uh, for improving defense, and people have kind of started to take note that, you know, the the guy that they used to think you were defensively is not the guy you are anymore. So, how do you feel like you've you've played defensively, and and just what do you feel like your performance has been like on that end of the ball this year? I think I've had a great year defensively. Um, I think it's been the best of my career in isolations and pick and rolls and consistency. you know, I don't know exactly what the numbers look like, but they got to look good because I've been I've been focusing on it. I've been putting a lot of energy and effort into it in film. And uh, I feel like I've had a, a really good season defensively. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. That's just what I that's just how I feel about it. And I'm I'm harder on myself than anybody. So, you know, I, I really feel that way. So I feel like that got to be what it is, you know. You have been better on that end, too. Like, I mean, that's not false praise. Like, you, you have yeah, been better. For sure. For sure. It's only been a couple games now, but what have you thought about the way that Gary has integrated with the team and how he's played and, and what he maybe does for you guys? Um, I think he's, uh, you can tell he's really focused on uh, trying to make an impact on the team with what's expected of him, you know, defensively, getting deflections, pressuring the ball, setting screens. You know, you can tell he's really trying to 
bring to the table, what's expected of him to bring to the table. Obviously, it takes time to get comfortable and to get mixed in, stuff like that. But you can tell that he's really trying to come in and show, like, this is what I bring. Um, and I think over time, we'll be able to, it'll be more evident, you know, as, as time goes and as he plays more games. Uh, last one here. Uh, I know it's not as motivating, or I know you don't think about it as much maybe you did when you were younger. But uh, with All-Star coming up, what do you feel about your chances this year? I mean, honestly, I feel like I've uh, I put my time in. You know what I mean? Like, I've had plenty of big seasons where they didn't pick me. You know, I'm averaging 28 points, and they didn't pick me, and they had all these reasons. But I feel like the body of work is there. I don't know when the votes go in, but, I've, you know, I've played in enough games you know, I, I mean, I don't know how you how somebody comes out and scores 28 a game, seven assists. You know, a bunch of teams are in the same pack. You know, I've been doing this for years and years and years. I just don't see how I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just don't see how I wouldn't. But I mean, you just never know. But um, I feel like I, I feel like I will be. So there you go, Damian Lillard talking about the current status of the Trailblazers, some of his comments previously about what the team is going to need to do to get out of the funk that they're in, his defense, which has been considerably improved this season, we'll talk about that on a later edition of The Briefcase, Gary Payton 2's integration into the team, and his thoughts on All-Star, and I would agree with Damian. I would say one, he has played well enough to be an All-Star this year, and two, he's exactly right, his body of work at this point should get him in regardless. He's not a guy anymore who has to prove why he is an All-Star, he's a guy who you have to prove why he's not an all-star. One man's personal, slightly biased opinion. And that is going to do it for this edition of The Briefcase, episode 17 of The Briefcase. Thank you so much for joining me through the first half of the 22-23 season, the first half of the life of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your family, tell your friends if they're at all interested in the Portland Trailblazers, at all interested in podcasts, but don't have the time to sit down to listen to 45 minutes of myself and Brooke talking about who knows what, consider putting them on to the briefcase. So for myself, thank you for joining me. We'll be back next week. Take care. Go Blitzer.